This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Global Services. Sutherland is the experience and digital transformation leader for Fortune 500 companies across the globe, and we support insurance carriers across policy acquisition, underwriting, policy services, and claims to drive digital transformation, yielding tangible business outcomes. Leveraging the power of One Sutherland, we drive both the growth and the cost agenda for insurers. Driving gross written premium growth, speed to market, total cost of ownership reduction, and an unparalleled customer experience. Our proprietary AI-based products and platforms and digital solutions enable end-to-end operations, digitalization, and human-centered customer experience. We are Sutherland Insurance. Welcome to Insurance Sync. I'm your host, Bobby Shrivasta. And I'm your host, Laurel Jordan. Laurel, we are hearing so many different trends in the workforce in our industry. Uh, Last year, I attended the claims forum that discussed how 50% of our workforce is going to be retiring in the insurance industry by 2030. That's absolutely true. I've discussed it multiple times in different conferences and panels that I've been on that you know, I'm aging out. I want to retire in the next 10 years. And, you know, a lot of the workforce that's been around and been doing this has been around like I have for 20, 30 years. And we're going to be losing that skill set, that knowledge and that expertise. And it's seeming to be a struggle to entice the younger generations, you know, and bring them into this space. Um, As a mother of four grown children, you know, and one of my favorite taglines, Bobby, I'll tell you, I think insurance is sexy. My kids think it's the most boring thing in the world. But how do we convince this younger generation, those are, that are coming out of college, going out into the workforce, that insurance is where it's, it's at? So excited that we have our guest, uh, Kimberly. Kimberly, could you introduce yourself? Because we cannot wait for us to dive into this topic with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm Kimberly Duke. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer and uh, Head of Growth for LIDP. Uh, And I'm really excited to be with you guys today because this is a topic that our industry has been fighting with for years. And I work with a company that's been around for a very, very long time and we're in a position of growth. So how do we get there? What do we do? Uh, All of those things are kind of the forefront of our mind, right? And so I'm really excited about the conversation. So thank you for having me. And Kimberly, what what does LIDP do? So we are core policy admin vendor in the life insurance space. Uh, That is our niche focus is only the life insurance space. Uh, So certainly technology and life insurance. How do you make those sexy when we're competing against people in the world like Google and Amazon? (laughs) So we definitely... uh, we definitely have had um, a lot of work on us, but it's, it, but it's going well. We've, we've figured it out. We've actually won a couple of awards in the last few years um, to entice younger talent. And so that is exciting. Well, congratulations, Kimberly. I know in our prep call, I have to dive into this one. You talked about a little bit about your broadcasting background. So one of our, like Laurel and my favorite question is, 
How did you journey into insurance? Oh, let's be honest. I grew up in it. I think that's kind of how we all come to it, right? My mom and dad uh, were highly involved in the insurance industry, uh, still are, and you see stability, you know, and they had a very great life and career. And I started in broadcasting, <laughs> but yes, there was not much stability there. So I, I found my way into insurance and here I am. And 13 years later, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Thanks, Kimberly. And, you know, you talked about LIDB, LIDP winning a couple of those uh, awards. Tell us uh, a little bit about how are you guys enticing <laughs> talent with the aging workforce? Uh, I like to say, give them money. <laughs> but that's not true. You know, it's, uh, it's not true because uh, good salary is only going to get them so far. And what we have kind of learned through trial and error over the last few years, we've worked really closely with um, organizations such as Limra and Loma to provide those courses. Um, and, and we put a financial uh, dollar amount on each course that you pass. Um, but in the first year working at LIDP. Okay, so leading into our next section, and, and, and what I want to talk about is the role of partners and operations. That's, that's real money. Um, so that does that does really help. But I think the other piece of that is um, showing them, you know, what that knowledge can do for them. Obviously, we want them to stay at LIDP, but it also gives them an opportunity to move um, throughout the life insurance industry, you know, uh, and work in either for techno te technology providers or even for, you know, just insurance carriers as a whole. So it kind of opens up their their way. Um, and, we, and we've seen that that works um, – and then we make sure they have a lot of fun. We feed them. We feed them a lot. <laughs> and you know, Kimberly, talking about technology, you know, from someone who joined this fresh out of college, this industry, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, technology has always been one of those questions. You know, you've got legacy systems, you've got manual processes, you've got dot dot dash dash. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about to you know, it's probably been within the last 15 years that we went from paper to digital. So. How are you enticing on that element? Because this generation, you know, I'll, I'll speak in reference to my children again. You know, they're all in their mid-20s, um, upper 20s. They don't understand paper. They only understand digital or in manual processes. It's something that will burn somebody out quickly. So how do you address that? So I think one of the things, that's the hardest part. Because especially in, in the core systems arena, in the legacy technology that's hindering life insurance carriers across the globe, uh, these young recruits still have to dive into that old technology to get them to the next top, you know, the new modern digital world. So how do we give them the responsibility of seeing that come to fruition? And that has helped a lot. So we are developing um, internally an, um, a front end, right? for our system, Titanium. And a lot of them, when they do these enhancements to the system, will build out the screen, you know? Take, take some sweet time after your sprint of doing the hard work and now do this. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of them being able to reap the rewards of their hard work. Because they got to make it tangible. Because the legacy stuff, it's still out there. We're, we're still facing that. It, I'd love to say there's an easy button and that happens tomorrow, but... You all know there's no easy button. <laughs> I don't think they're ever going away because so many different carriers keep acquiring other old blocks of business. You know, I, I laugh and talk about the bank policies that you used to get every time you'd open a savings account and people have these 
two and five thousand dollar policies sitting out there that are paid up and have been paid up for so long and just sit there. Nobody knows they exist. But then, you know, with the insurgence of the death master file and electronic death match, you know, a lot of that came to light. And, you know, you're not going to get rid of legacy systems. You can automate and digitalize as much as you want, but those old systems are still going to be there. You just got to figure out a way to incorporate them. Exactly. I did a, a keynote, I think Laurel, you were there with me, uh, and talked about the journey of <laughs> systems. So like how did the IBM's first computer, right, that was used in insurance, and I literally asked an audience of 200 people to say, how many, how many of you have systems from the 1960s? And I was, I was being facetious because I was thinking nobody would raise their hands. Everybody would raise like their hands in 1970 and 1980. Oh yeah, there were people in the room, 1960s. And you know, now when we're looking at like the newer workforce, it, it does become a battle between how do you train them? Like Laurel said, F5 dot, dot, dot to here's the screen, right? Like I love the sprint approach, Kimberly, like to for them to see like the hard work pay off, but recognizing that a lot of this industry, especially in the life annuity side of the house, we will be in hybrid mode for a very, very long time. So tell us a little bit about, let's talk about the, the uh, balance between automation. Cause in our industry, I feel like we're talking so much about AI, 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 automate, automate, automate everything. And I, I personally, as an innovator, I'm feeling like AI fatigue because it's like, okay, everybody, they, everything has AI, love it, love it. But there's got to be a balance between automation and the human element. I know we've coined at Benikiva a, a word called humanimation because we also believe that there isn't, 100% automation in the claim space. There's got to be, especially in the claim space, there's got to be a human element. So how do you, like Kimberly, as you guys approach your platform, your staff, how are you guys, how are you guys balancing that automation with the human element? Yeah. So I think there's two different pieces. You can automate a system, you can automate regression testing, you can use artificial intelligence to verify data. Those parts of the puzzle are useful for accelerating the human part, right? Those are tools that we are giving them to be successful. Um, but in life insurance, uh, there's going to be somebody who is very confident. I need a $5,000 term policy. I can go online and I can get that. But then there's going to be someone who's young, their grandma passes away, leaves them a huge amount of money, and they don't have any idea what to do with it, and they need hand-holding. And so then you've got the agent advisor piece. So I think that there, there's definitely a fine line between that, like when the buy, sell, and claims piece of life insurance is, but then you talk about the tools for young talent to be successful. Some of that automation is, is going to be necessary. And I, I see that... Um, you know, they, they develop their own tools to help them do their job quickly, to automate things quickly. And that and that part's pretty cool. But there's definitely, there's got to be the balance. What was the word you said, Bobby? I love that. Between automation and human, what, what do you guys call it? Humanimation. Yes, humanimation. I love that because it is important. 
it is important. You've got to have that human element. And, uh, you know, I know some people, uh, the robots are going to take over. The world's going to change. I think for all of us, we've, we've been waiting for that for many years. <laughs> so I think that you do, you find the balance, you, um, use the tools appropriately. You talk about AI, something, you know, we are looking at at LIDP and being a core policy admin system. We have a lot of personal data in there, you know, how are regulations going to actually change how we use automation and how we use artificial intelligence? You know, do you want to be bleeding edge, leading edge? Do you want to be a fast follower on, you know, these automation tools and things like that? I mean, these are real conversations. I, I know the regulatory issues um, they'll hit the insurance industry and, and it's going to make all of us pivot, you know? We were last week, Bobby and I were just having that conversation. Um, we were at the um, ICA uh, committee meeting workshops. And it's one of the things we were discussing is, you know, regulation hasn't caught up yet. And right now, you know, you can use a bot to do your follow-up letters. You can use machine learning to extract your data and put it in there in the insurance industry. Coming from Sutherland Global, which we are moving into the TPA space, we are a partner with LIDP and the Titanium Admin Platform. Um, it's a very strategic and very exciting partnership. And so I'd like for you to just give us a little bit of your insight on what the role of partners plays in all of your operations. Yeah, no, uh, we're really excited about the partnership with Sutherland Global as well. And uh, definitely strategic uh, and I think well needed in the marketplace. Uh, when considering partnerships, it's one of those things that shouldn't be taken lightly. I also think that when you're approaching a partnership, a you know, depending on what kind of partnership you're looking for, this was very strategic for our organization, as Laurel said. But uh, you got to align on um, many things. Um, you know, you got to see what the market needs, right? This is a new offering in the market. See what the market needs. And then finding the right partner. Uh, we spent several years um looking for a partner in this space. And so we were very, very happy to align with Sutherland Global. It was very easy for us to align there. Um, they have a similar operating model, right? They still are privately owned companies, <laughs> our company, and, and so are we. LADP is as well. So we uh, some of just culturally aligned. But um, then I think the intellectual capital we understood across the board, everyone I've had the honor of working with at Sutherland clearly understands the, the life insurance industry, the needs in the industry, the challenges our industry faces. You know, we are still kind of a dinosaur industry. We're moving forward. We're moving forward. We really, truly are. But we are, um, we're getting there. And there's a lot of failures in the industry. Uh, we have a really great reputation in the marketplace. LIDP always has. So aligning with the right people was really important for us. And they have a wonderful reputation. So that Push was good. But I any think sort of partnership, our electronic, digital or not, things, if you don't have it. Right? We are a core policy admin system focused on the life insurance industry. To be successful in a TPA, we needed an operations expertise. People that could bring other pieces to the table and have the expertise in those to make it be successful. And, you know, you can't be all things all the time. And, you know, you spread yourself too thin, all of those things. So picking the partner, make sure it's strategic, make sure that you align culturally, and then know that the people that are coming to the table have the intellectual capital for execution. 
because it's hugely important in this industry. So we're excited. And, and you can pick partners for all different reasons. Sometimes you have a micro partner, you know, this one is a very large partnership and, and very strategic, but you got to just make sure that when you do that, um, do it right and, and partner for the right things that gives that whole ecosystem, Absolutely. you know, rounds it I out couldn't agree more. And I think that's very important too, to, to call out. It's not just about, it's that we have the same growth strategy, the same views on the industry and where we want to go and how we want to take it. And I think when selecting partners, I think our industry a lot of times has gone for the most cost efficient and the the quickest to scale instead of what's really going to enhance not only that customer experience, but that employee experience in building these ecosystems. And so I love the way that our two companies have come at this and how we're coming at it with other partnerships and I think it's so important, you know, someone who's been in this industry and been at multiple TPAs in my lifetime, you know, everybody has a different mentality and a different methodology that they go forward with. But if we're really going to be this change in in moving this industry and, and making an impact in the market, these partnerships are so important and you have to have the same values, insights and and where you want to take it and an understanding of the industry, you know, that intellectual property you were talking about. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that know the IT side, but don't understand a bit about a life insurance policy or vice versa. Right. And you can't really understanding right. of the products that it's servicing and, and the capabilities out there. You know, Bobby, I'm going to talk to you about one of Bobby's favorite uh, lines is solving real world problems um, with a claims platform, because I think everybody in the industry knows claims is a pain point for everybody. Um, Bobby and I did a think tank Mm -hmm. in um, Vegas at ITC that she spearheaded and it was what's supposed to be about 60 people and 350 people showed up into the room and the themes were all the same. So, I mean, partnerships are so important in making sure we're solving for what we need to solve for. It's that symbiotic relationship, right? It's that synergy. You know, we talk about it as one plus one equals three, right? But I think also from a partnership lens, it's not all roses. It's not all happy path. It's how do you truly have a a, a partner that, you know, I've said it in the past, like the yeah. song, lean on me, right? It's if you think about mm-hmm. it, it's it's you're leaning on each other, uh, and you will be stronger. Like one, it's not everybody, like you said, Kimberly. Not it's it's we're stronger together, right? right absolutely. Versus in silos or isolated. So, Kimberly, let's uh, from a wrap up perspective. I know we talked to you quite a bit about the working <laughs> force, the balancing, the humanimation side of the house and the role of partnership, what is one thing that you can share with our audience from a takeaway as we're looking at balancing the employee side, the technology side, as well as, you know, building some of the the partnership and ecosystems? Yeah, I think uh, building a culture of success is key um, within any organization. And that comes down to hiring the right people, giving them the right tools to be successful, 
um, using the right processes with automation to be successful. And then again, realizing that, you know, you, you, you need to partner in the right places so you can provide all of those things and just um, being fully transparent, right? When you're in those partnerships and when you're, I mean, we have an open door policy. I, I, anyone can walk into my office anytime they want. And I don't care if you were hired yesterday, if you've got an idea, we're going to listen. You know, that's just who we are. That's a culture we've designed LIDP to be. And it, and, and it's company wide. And I love that. And I think that that is going to continue. <laughs> really want to feel something, right? They want to be a part of something. And, you know, giving them all of those things, even the decision making and looking at a partnership going, oh, I found this partner. They have this really cool tool. It might make sense for titanium. Listen, listen, you know. Ears wide open, hearts wide open, listen, learn, and, and grow. It's, it's just the way of the world we, we live in. You just totally hit my heart there because our industry is one of those that when we go and sit, and I think, Bobby, you can agree, Bobby and I have done a lot of due diligence sessions together, but um, one of the things you hear is when you ask them, why are you doing it this way? Because that's the way we've always done it. Instead of thinking outside the box, looking for something new or a new thought process. And, you know, that's, what's exciting to me. Um, I joke and say my nine-year-old granddaughter can um, teach me more on any sort of technology than I can possibly figure out because I mean, and I'm just amazed she can get a tablet and she can go here, there and everywhere. And yeah, I think some of the, the fear in this younger talent bringing them forward is a lot of us in this industry feel like, you know, we've been doing this, we, we know how to do it. And that's the way it's always been done. Well, mm-hmm. fresh voices, fresh perspective might just solve a real world big issue. Something that nobody's thought right. about because absolutely. we're so stuck in our ways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's such a valid point. Like it reminds me of uh, mm-hmm. when I was, I was very fortunate to read this book when I was in high school, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Mm -hmm. Effective People from Stephen Covey. And it's that concept of seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think from an industry point of view, like both of you guys have hit such a, like like listening is so much more important. Mm -hmm. Like in our due diligence sessions, Laurel, like we seek first to understand, then to say, hey, Blah, 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 right? So so with that, uh, Kimberly, how can our audience uh, get in touch with you? Sure. I'm easy to get a hold of. Uh, but go to our website, uh, www.ladp.com. They can always email me directly. I am That's the easiest way to get a hold of me, and that's kimberly.duke at lidp.com. Happy to answer any questions, tell you about titanium, hear about what you might bring to the table as a partnership as well and all of those things. So I really appreciate your guys' time today. This was a lot of fun. Yes, we appreciate it so much. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming to our show, sharing your insights with our audience. And thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on this thrilling journey through the world of insurance and technology. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Insurance Sync Podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. To stay connected and keep the conversation going, be sure to subscribe, 
rate and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in sponsoring any of our upcoming seasons, please reach out directly. Remember, in the face of transformation and evolution, we'll be here to guide you through the latest trends and innovations. So until next time, keep syncing up with the future of insurance.